great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Great Scott Show. The last one before Christmas. We will have no local programming tomorrow. We will have the the Hawaii Bowl. We'll have some NBA action for you Christmas Day. We'll have uh, an NFL game for you Sunday. We'll have Saints Monday Night Football. we got a lot of bowl games next week. Local shows will be back next week on Monday. But... It's the last one. It's the last one before Christmas. So let me not be the first. I'm sure you've heard it a lot. Maybe be the next person to tell all you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope you have a great holiday. However you want to spend it. Hope you get what you want. Norman Locke is in studio this morning. Now, just so everybody knows, we had to to pre-record our show today. Yes, we did. So I can get what I want. So Norm could get what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Really, it just comes down to taking care of the women in our lives. Yes, Let's just be honest. Remind me to, I don't think you heard what I did to James Butler this week, but it's something that you would appreciate. Okay. And it has to do with his woman. So okay. we'll get okay. to that in a minute. And we can actually tie it into the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is the New Orleans Bowl. Now, we'll get into see a ton of NFL talk this morning. But you were at the Arnell Carey's New Orleans Bowl. Um in comparison to bowl games of the past, let's not talk about the, the Cajuns yet because the win was great, especially in the fourth quarter. Shout out to Dez and all those guys. We've broken down the game a lot earlier this week. But just the hype that comes with the bowl. We've seen some New Orleans bowls, certainly the first four under HUD, not so much the last one, definitely the first two. Flood in the city. There's a buzz there. Things are different now, you know, whether it be COVID, whatever it might be. I know not as many people made the game. Was the buzz there? Because you were there for, you know, you were there prior to the game. You were there Friday. You were there Saturday. Was there much buzz? Was there a lot of signage around the city for the New Orleans Bowl or, or not really? There, there wasn't a lot of signage around the city for the New Orleans Bowl. I'll say the outward promotion. Um, I'll say it was 75% Lafayette-based, you know, UL, Raging Cajuns football program, doing its due diligence in promoting. You know, I saw billboards around around Lafayette. I saw flyers. I saw posters, email blasts, you know, social media, all coming from the Raging Cajun side. You know, even at Media Day, I didn't even see a lot of local or, or local media towards Marshall. At media day, so it's like I didn't see a lot of promotion from their side either. I saw, I did see some Marshall fans at the Pelicans game. This was a Friday night Pelicans game where they beat the Bucks in a really exciting game, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it really was. And uh, I was there. Pelicans. Drew Holiday went off and he lost because he didn't have enough help. Tell me yeah. if you've seen that one before, but it was for the other team this time. Yes, it was. Um, 
there were a lot of Kate with the players there. Like the players were there. They did some have some players. I didn't see any star players at the Pelicans game. I didn't see any starters. It was like an option if they wanted to go. Yeah, it's probably more so you know freshmen or red shirt players that was there. But I saw some from both sides of the team that was there. Some um, GAs, you oh, know. But I didn't game. see any. I didn't see any major players. But like you said, it was a very good game. Uh, went into overtime. I, I, man, the seats I had was pretty good and. Um, like you said, to see Drew out there cooking, calling people little boys, you know. He was talking his trash, but he still lost. So it was kind of like this feel good, like we still love you, Drew. We, we just don't want you to win tonight. He went off. Um, were there? So I, I saw some Marshall fans there, but you know the TV broadcast they didn't show the stands much. Now I saw photos, and yes, uh, for the record, guys, I was not there in person. I had uh, some fam- prior family engagements. Watched it from start to finish, obviously. Linked it up with the radio broadcast, which was a great idea because Gerald and, and Jay and Cody were great. But how many fans were there? Like, did Marshall bring anybody? Marshall didn't bring much people. Um, I'll say if for the people who have always, you know, been to the Caesar Superdome, the 100 levels, I'll say the visitor uh, right beside, right behind the benches was all filled. The middle portions, as you make those U-turns in the horseshoe, empty. Um, then you go on Marshall's side, you had a, a little green in the middle, but then you had Cajuns fans that surrounded them on the left and the right side. So it was not a packed house. Uh, I think the attendance was around 21,000. Um, but again, you know, a lot of pushback that I've been receiving from just not Cajun fans, just fans in general is a lot of them don't, want to produce the vaccination card. You know, I, I invited some people to the Pelicans games with me Friday, and they were just like, oh, man, we got to show a vaccination card. I can't go. Because they're not vaccinated? Because they're not vaccinated. And same bowl well for— Or a New- negative test. Or a negative test, correct. Uh, and the same bowl well for the New Orleans Bowl. It was like a bunch of alumnus that I knew. I was like, you know, y'all going to graduation, and then y'all coming to New Orleans. They're like, yeah, but we think we're just going to go to Bourbon Street— because we, we don't have a COVID test, a negative COVID test, and we're not vaccinated. So, so go to bourbon. They went they went on bourbon, watched the game on bourbon, you know, partied on bourbon. Then it rained a little bit, you know, while we was in the Superdome. It didn't affect us. But it definitely rained, and the traffic and the weather and the cold, I think, added to the attendance too. That's too bad because the game was a good one. Oh, um, it was a great game. You know, Ali was great for Marshall, fitting that his last name is Ali. He has a background in boxing. He had a couple of long runs, but Scott, other than that, that Scott, I'm telling you right now, from what I've seen, he was the whole offense. Play, no, he's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. Like the burst, the vision, the cut, he has it all. And Marshall coming in the Sun Belt, yeah, we're we going to have to deal with this kid. He was, he was a, a richer freshman. That's what I was amazed about. I'm like, he has the intangibles that a, a Sunday premier NFL back has as a redshirt freshman right now, and he's playing big time in one of the biggest games of the season, that kid's going to be really good. Yeah, ESPN Lafayette. Whether they'll be in the Sun Belt next year, it's still the goal. Dr. Magger told me weeks ago it was the plan, but it wasn't finalized. Latest reports from Chris Vanini is that it's still the goal, but there's there's a few things that they haven't you know ironed out yet. The hope is... Old Dominion, Marshall, Southern Miss, James Madison in the Sun Belt next year, with the exception of James Madison football, because they still have to make the transition from the uh, the FCS to the FBS, and they hope to have football in there and play. But it's nothing is finalized yet. Ideally, they they want to be in the league next year, but I think there's some different 
hurdles they have to uh, they have to jump over to make sure it happens. Either way, the game itself, you own the time of possession as much as the Cajuns did. You wear them down, you get to the fourth quarter, and then it's just, all right, we're down five, but uh, we're just going to power this thing the rest of the way. They scored 21 unanswered. They win it by 15, and uh, and, and Coach Dez was not down with the taunting that a few UL players had. He he nipped that in the butt, but um, I thought, you know, play calling-wise, great first quarter, and then trying to kind of find their way. They won 13 games in a row, Norm. Yeah. And, and, and I saw some complaining during the game, and it's like, unprecedented success sometimes brings expectations that I expectations are good but like don't don't become so entrenched in them that like you can't even enjoy the moment or like every mistake is like the end of the world or the end of an era or anything I mean they, they won by 15 they won their bowl game they have the second and longest winning streak in, in college football currently behind Cincinnati um the next thing really is, I think the most, there's a lot of stuff that Coach Desimo has to do that's going to be extremely important. The most important hire he makes, I people will say <coughs> defensive coordinator or, you know, I, to me it's the strength and conditioning coach. That to me is the biggest hire. Mark Hockey came with Billy Napier to UL. He was the associate head coach. And he is the only guy on the staff allowed to be with maybe he has a few assistants, right? Allowed to be around the team all year. There are dead periods where the coaches are not allowed to be around their players in a football capacity, but the strength and conditioning coach is. You saw it on you saw it last Saturday night. You saw it all season. The Cajuns in the fourth quarter of this season, I think, were plus geez, forty something, plus forty one. I mean yes, they got it done in the fourth quarter of so many games. And I, I that that is good condition. Yes, time of possession on Saturday, but I'm talking. If you look at the entire sample size, you look at you know talk to a guy like Max Mitchell, who was an All American, didn't play Saturday. Or talk to Zion Hill, who did. They talk about how much their bodies changed. Not just as well when I got to campus, I was 18, and now I'm in my early 20s. But in terms of the physical transformation, based on the diet plan and workout plan that Mark Hockey had the entire team on. Whoever takes over that role, it's going to be pivotal for Coach Desimo to nail that hire. And then, like you said, you know, I'm, you know, checking in on Twitter, seeing a lot of people, like you said, making some bold statements and adjustments. But uh, what I want to give a big ups to is what the Cajun coaching staff did and Coach Desimo with adjustments because, you know, I talked to Percy Butler after the game and he was just like, they went in halftime and was like, we're stopping the run. Like, uh, you know, I know we're out, our starting defensive nose tackle, but we're going to stop the run. They put an extra man in that box, and then we never heard of Ali again. Down goes Ali. <laughs> and in the fourth quarter offensively, they move Ken Marks back to his spot on the old line, shift guys over, make an adjustment, and they're running it down their throat. So, yes. you know, the process of adjustments and and making them in-game is, is what you want to see, especially from a guy in his first game as the head coach of the program. And, uh, and they did it, and it was a great season, and you were there. I wanted to get your perspective on all of it. It was funny. Uh, again, Scott Prey at the Norman Lock Race Scott Show coming at you on this Thursday. I asked James Butler about his New Orleans Bowl rings because he has four of them. Yeah, he has four, yeah. And I was like, what do you, you know, this was on Monday. I'm like, where are they? He's like, oh, they're, 
in a box somewhere, you know, like I don't really wear them. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, he's like, would you walk around with a giant ring? I'm like, no, but I don't really wear rings. I was like, I get, I was like, but what if you're like in an alumni event or something? He's like, nah, I'm not going to wear that. I wear mine. So yeah, you have, you, I've seen you wear yours. But how often, when do you actually wear it? Uh, it literally alumni events. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like alumni football There's events. special yeah. occasions where you put it on. James is like, I'm not going to do that, man, oh, you know? No. So I said, of course, James was, he was just, all over the he's so dang funny. He's like all over the place. This former NFL receiver who's like a super Saints fan. He comes in Monday morning. I'm like, he's gonna be on cloud nine. I mean, he told me the Saints would beat the Bucks. I didn't pick the Saints to win. He 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 was he's a huge UL fan. He's an alum. He's a huge Saint. I'm like, they won the New Orleans Bowl. The Saints shut out the Bucks. He's gonna be on He 10. came in and he was just like he's like, Man, I'm mad. He's like, actually I'm kinda sad. I'm just all I'm thinking about is like what the Saints could be with Jameis and you know, he was just he was just like getting on the Taysom Hill thing so much. I'm like James, like you you're the guy that said the Saints were good. Like you're the guy that's with the over the top fanatical optimism. Was I said can your can the woman in your life come in the show tomorrow with you just for a segment so I can just ask her questions because I I just want to psychoanalyze you. And he's like, yeah, I think we could do that. <laughs> so Tuesday morning I, we said we just call her James's GM. That's what she's referred to on the air. And she's awesome and. I was like, how would you describe your taste in men? And she laughed. I'm like, I guess I like them both. And, you know, she's like cracking jokes about them. So I, he didn't know I was I was going here. I'm like, oh, James, you talked about the New Orleans Bowl rings, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you just not wear them because you're just allergic to rings? You're just afraid of them? And then. <laughs> oh, no. God, you his, set him up for that one. The, dude. His the the color of his face just changed in an instant. Glad and I looked, at, like I looked at his girl. She's like. Oh, she's like, I like this. Come on, Scott. James just goes, man, you set me up. I thought we were friends. Yeah, you set him up. You set him up. Oh, no. I wasn't even planning on it, but he made the ring comment, and and then I realized, oh, it's it. just there. Yeah, like, yeah, I gotta, took the I'm going to wait. And, and, and finally, he's like, you know what? Can we just talk about something? <laughs> you know, I was I, like, I guess he's just guess he's just allergic to the rings. All the former players that I I did see in the stands had on their rings. Uh, I ran into Darren Walker, the video coordinator for the team. He had on his 2011 bowl ring. He said he wears that one at each each bowl each bowl game as good luck. He wears his first one. Um, a lot of the older players who, like you said, have four of them, they all wear that first one. I guess that one was, you know, of course that one would mean the most of them. I mean, I got one, so I wear my lonely one. But it was it was a full circle moment. Like you said, it was like just being in there, them winning. and None of those guys have one. They will now. Yeah, they will have one. Yeah, none of the guys have one. Yeah, you know, I was, I was stunned. I was telling them, look, I got one. Yeah, now y'all got one. <laughs> y'all joined the illustrious class of Norman. You know what I'm saying? That's you, man. You just—that's what you want for Christmas, just a ring. Uh, I to did be old enough to actually take in a moment where the Cowboys win a ring. I, it's going to happen this season. I, you know, next Talk year. Talk about a lot season. of rings, but you yeah. haven't been old to experience. It. I, 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 I was old enough to experience it. Really? Yeah. Remember? I don't remember it. But okay. I was, I was, I was belligerent. <laughs> belligerent. I was. I, I was. You I was belligerent. So you were a bad kid. No, I was off the old? chocolate milk. I was asleep. I was gone. I was <laughs> chocolate wasted. <laughs> the Cowboys just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm getting chocolate wasted. Who were you three? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like the Mets won a World Series when I was like, you know, almost five, and I don't go Mets. I don't. You know, I, I've I've read a lot about the team. I mean, they're famous. The '86 Mets. 
I remember Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden when I was a kid, but I don't remember like the championship. Like I was, a, you know, I was a little kid. You know, so yeah. I don't, I don't like. You know, I, I got to watch the Mets as an adult in two World Series, which they lost both of them in like in five games. So it wasn't it wasn't this thrilling experience where like you live through it. You're old enough to sort of really grasp it, and it's like this is as a fan, this is this right here, this is your four. I'm getting older, and I like you said, it's a grasp. Like you know, as I'm getting older next year, I'll be thirty, Scott, and that. That Saints Super Bowl is so vague in my head. Like I was like, I think I was in high school. It's like I don't even remember the high school years. It was like so ancient. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like, man, so long ago. It's like I I didn't have gray hair. My knees still was working. Like it's just, man, such a long time ago. Long time ago. Cobwebs. Like Drew Brees on TV. It's crazy with hair. With hair, that's crazy. <laughs> Jalen Rosa, <fan>. hey, <laughs> I, I'll say, I'll say uh, on a serious note, I haven't seen like I don't, I don't get to watch Sunday night football live every week. Okay, uh, I got to see um, maybe a little bit of two broad, two Notre Dame broadcasts. I think Drew Brees is actually doing a good job. No, he's doing, yeah, no, and, he's doing a good job. And and I wasn't. I, there were people that were like, "Oh, he's going to be the best," and it was people that were friends with him, like Zach Streif told me that. Mike Neighbors told me that, well, and they were like, "Here is why, because of, you know." And I'm like, "Okay, every every all time great quarterback obviously can analyze the game of football as a player, but can they be entertaining on a camera and pull it off?" Um, you know, I I, I got to see it because there's plenty of people that were great players and they get on TV and they just they don't they don't know what to do. Um, he has done he has done a really good job and. You know he's he's called it well. I, I got to give it to him. You know I think Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's smart because everybody that's like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, he'd be great in the booth. I'm like, I don't think so because you can't be a color analyst in the booth and make jokes for three hours. No, you can't. You can't make dad well, jokes three? or brother joke. He doesn't make jokes the entire time. No, no, no. He, I mean, he, he, keep them, he keep them ready, though. They he's the got them locked in. He got, yeah, they ain't no change. But, like, Peyton Manning, his humor is, like, it's good in, like, sort of little quick zingers, and then you're out. And so I don't I don't know that he would be great because you'd want him to break down the game at some points, and, and then he'd be doing that, and you'd be like, well, wait, where's the guy that, like, makes me chuckle because he, you know, he makes some joke about his brother or his head or something. And he's like... He told no to a lot of those, got his own gig with his brother where all they get to do is kind of watch the game but just make jokes and interview people. Yeah, just make it's jokes, like, interview that's people. That's perfect for him. And then now they're talking about, uh, what is it is, um, Netflix is trying to buy them out? I didn't know that. Yeah, somebody else is trying to buy them away from ESPN. This man, he's making some money, man. man oh, oh. Golly. How would you feel to be Cooper? I'd actually feel pretty just in the good. back just chilling like, hey, I asked my brothers. Yeah. I get to, yeah, Cooper's. Cooper's just the vibes. Cooper's, Cooper's been pretty dang successful too. Oh, yeah. Put it this way. If the Manning family ever buys a sports franchise, Cooper will be in on the buy. Yeah, I just hope they don't got to run into LCA. Manning's. Are you talking about Arch Manning? Yeah, no, nah, I've just been, I'm sorry. I've, <laughs> when did that yeah. get just went <laughs> No, see, yeah, I'm sorry. I've been so much on Newman's case, not really Arch Manning's but case, but it's just like I've been seeing them too much in the media all this football season. They don't play anybody. It was like, you know, like playing against Plumber's children who's 
growing up to be they're, grown they're, plumbers. All right, all right, so they're good every year. But obviously, when your name is Arch Manning, there's going to be a different level of coverage. Whether, I, I know you don't like it, but like, like you it. have to at least understand it. No, I did understand it, but it was getting to the point where it's like, people are like, oh, yeah, he, if Elvin Rudin Velas, you don't get him, they're done for. I'm like, bro, he's... He's throwing touchdowns on like five foot five guys. Like we're like, I'm. I understand he's Archman. He probably has the great mechanics and he's the bloodline and all that. But he's playing for Newman. You know and what I'm so saying? Did, he's so like did, so did the other Manning. So did Odell. Odell uh, Scott. I'll tell you from from personal experience. Odell was not feared in New Orleans playing high school football. But it was just because he was a Newman. No, just because. He he wasn't that guy. He didn't, if you go look up Odell's stats, the true reason why, if you really want to be frank about it, his father and his mother is how he got to LSU. If you really want to be frank about it, but playing high school football in New Orleans in my four-year tender, and Odell played three of the four years I was in, he it wasn't I mean, he wasn't he was the playing name. at LSU as a freshman, getting good run. Yeah, I, I I do that. I do understand that, but I'm just letting you know that he wasn't the household name. So it's like okay, for example, growing up. Joe McKnight. Nobody knew about Joe McKnight. John Curtis. John Curtis. You know, powerhouse, best player at the powerhouse, the entire city knows your name. Leonard Fournette, Tyron Matthew, uh, uh, Mike Wallace. Uh, I would say Mike Fournette Wallace. more than Matthew. Matthew's great, but when he was in high school, he didn't have that Leonard Fournette. Now, he didn't have the shit. Leonard Fournette, but I'll say it was, cause, but Leonard Fournette had social media to help him. Tyron Matthew. I heard about it, Leonard Fournette in the seventh grade. Social media. You know. But Tyron Matthew... He had everybody who played park ball knew Tyron Matthew was. Like, this kid's 104 pounds. He's tackling everybody. He's, he's playing quarterback, running back, wide receiver. What high school is he going to go to? Then he picked St. Aug of all places. Everybody thought, you know, he could have went to Warren Eastern, Edna Carr, public school. You know, he had, you know, the little twisties. St. Aug, you have to cut your hair. Nobody expected him to go there. He went there, and then he balls out, you know. So it's just like Odell wasn't even Jamar Chase. Everybody in the city knew about Jamar Chase. There's another guy, Anderson, who flip-flopped from LSU to Alabama, who wears number two, went to Edna Carr. He, again, the entire New Orleans knows him, but I can't. I just can't co-sign it. Odell if, was the— If one day uh, uh, a Tyron Matthew Jr. or a Ty Matthew— There's one. There's or one. A, He's alive. Yeah, or a, or a Leonard Fournette Jr. or If if one day one, yeah, of, one of those two is playing <laughs> ball in New Orleans or— I mean, I don't think Drew's family even leaves in New Orleans. But if Balin Breeze is like a great quarterback at a small school, the cameras are Tom Brady's kid, right? Like the coverage is going to be there. Like if his name's Arch Manning and he's from the Manning Kevin Falk's son plays quarterback for LSU. Nobody knows. Kevin Falk did not have the NFL career of any of the guys I just mentioned. That is true. Also. With respect to Kevin, who, I, who I like. It's, it's a totally... It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. When you come from the Manning family, it's a whole nother... It's a it's a whole nother ball game. It's different, but I'm just saying, you know, Kevin Falkson plays quarterback for LSU, you know, and it's just like, you know, and he, he wasn't, you know, would he, he be he, there? Is, is he a walk on? Probably so, but yeah. I mean, he probably has a scholarship too, you know. Well, he has one or the other. I don't know. No, no, no. It's probably both. <laughs> <laughs> that is Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. We're gonna take a timeout. Come back. Talk a little NFL football. Three weeks left in the season. Teams fighting for playoff spots. Norm ready to talk trash. But I know he respects his mentor at least.
We'll get into that. Who is that? We'll talk about it next. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the Great Scott Show. Don't go anywhere. Into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke coming at you on a Thursday. You got any like Christmas traditions in your family? Yes. Like a meal or something you do on Christmas? We all go by my godfather's house, which is in Wagman, Louisiana. Where's that? It's, it's on the West Bank. Okay. It's on the West Bank. But I, I know like Harvey, Shout, like, yeah, man. You, you got to keep driving. I know pockets keep driving. of the West Bank. You keep driving. And you get to Wagman, Louisiana, and um, is it kind of? Is there some woods nearby, or is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's um, you you can ride four wheelers and pop firecrackers out there outside the city limits. I've been right? there. Yeah. yeah, so it's. I went there for a crawfish boil once in college. And it's right by the levee. There's a bunch of trains and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's not yeah. really much back there, but yeah. So we got some fam that stay back there. Um, and we usually throw. They have like a, a pretty big house. Like I said, there's firework. You can do fireworks. The kids run four wheelers and. Uh, every Christmas we go over there and we throw down, throw down. We throw down. What does throw down mean? Throw down. You, you got party or are you fighting? Is it, no, no, it both? No, no. <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Depends on depends on if the Hennessy White comes out. But you got the gumbo. You got the sea. You got the regular gumbo. You got the seafood gumbo. You got the okra gumbo. I love it. So you got the three. You got, you got everything. You got turkey. You got Give ham. It. You got pecan pie. You got sweet potato pie. You got a full bar. Are there turkey necks? No turkey necks. I, I got I to gotta tell you this quick story that's got nothing to do. Well, I'll tie it into football. It was actually, <clears throat> there was one Saints season where I was I was parking somewhere a little different than I normally park when I go to games because a friend of mine was living uptown. We usually just go back to his house after before we drive back to Lafayette. So it's kind of parking kind of near where that Home Depot is by the Dome, right? And... To get back there, it's not where I park now. I park in a spot where I can get to the interstate as quickly as possible and, and get the hell out of Dodge. We'd walk back, but you kind of have to, like, hop over this ramp and, and cross this street. But, like, tons of fans did it. So there was tons of fans all walking the same way. So there's no traffic going through there. And there's always some peddlers, you know. You, after every sporting event, Norm, you know, there's someone out with an ice chest, like, oh, celebratory beer, have a Gatorade or whatever. <laughs> there's just one cat that was, like, he would try to sell like food, but would, <laughs> these turkey necks in these like Ziploc bags, and I guess just the the grease from them, like you could barely see the turkey neck. <laughs> I've had turkey neck before. I, I know what it tastes. It's not one of my go tos, and I know that in some cultures it's a lot more popular than others. 
But I got to give this dude credit. I mean, he was trying to sell these hard. People just walking by. He's like, turkey neck, turkey neck. It's like, two for one, two for one. No one's going. He looks he looks at the people I'm with. He's like, I got the low fat for the white girls. I got the low fat turkey necks right here. I was like. There's no low fat turkey I was like, What? No, of course there's not. He's just like <laughs> throwing. He would say anything, you know. It's like, how are you going to make a low fat, like a vegan what? turkey? Neck. I got the gluten free. It's like what? You did, I, I don't know why I just thought it's of that. Free but, range turkey neck. Oh man. No, yeah. I mean, look, Christmas you get gumbo, man. You just roll with some delicious gumbo. Yeah, that's what I'm for. My grandma's going to make. She's decided to make some Thursday because she don't want to deal with it. Friday for Christmas Eve with everybody coming back and forth, influxing of wrapping gifts, last minute gifts, and then also, uh, what what are some traditions you have started with your kids? Scott? I got my little nephews coming in town, and I, I don't know. I, I he wants I guess to make a should, gingerbread house. I guess we should start something. I mean, we we decorate it, the decoration part. My wife's good at that. You know, we decorate the tree, we decorate the inside of the house, we decorate the outside of the house, and they're they get really into it. I guess because it's like they. That signals to them like, oh, it's coming. Countdown is on. Yes, sir. Um, you let them open a gift on Christmas Eve? Uh, Don't be the not cool I, dad. No, no. Don't I, be I did that when cool I was dad. a kid. I guess because like at this point in my life, like my parents usually leave to go see one of my sisters. So they they get presents even before Christmas. Like when my parents oh, bring it to them, they want to open it right there. Yes. Which, I, and I, no, and they do. Oh, okay, all that's right, my all point. All right, all so right. by the time you get to Christmas, like they for the for the record, yes, they'll they'll open presents from like their godparents or an aunt. No, they will get to open a present or two on Christmas Eve. Okay. When I was a kid, it was one, one on Christmas Eve and the rest on Christmas. It was one and something out your stocking. I wouldn't even get that. It was just I'd sit there and look at the, which one. I put way too much emphasis on the Christmas Eve one. Like which one am I going to open? No, up? no, definitely. You do it for like two. Like. Man, in like eight hours, I'm going to open the rest of these. What's the big deal? No, it, that process, though, like you say, is like, okay, this box could have That's this right. in it. That's right. This one's a little bit heavier, though, so it could have this in it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. What's, but, the, what's the best Christmas present you ever got? Man, had to had to be the PlayStation 2. Had to be the PlayStation 2. I mean, it was just playing, again, I, I, me as a kid with the PlayStation 1, it didn't have a memory card. So it, well, it had those... You had to buy the memory. Yeah, and my, my, I didn't get. They one. were like these tiny. I'm sorry, I even cut you off. I had them. There were these tiny little. They almost. They were like a miniature disc, but like not a like CD disc, like the old kind of disc you'd put into a computer. It was like wow. square. You'd plug it in above the remote, and that's how you would save games. Yeah, see, and I didn't have that. But I didn't figure it out until like two years into playing the games. Like, damn, I, I keep starting over. You were playing like old school Nintendo style. Yeah, like I'm playing a Bugs Life. I'm playing uh, toys, <laughs> a Toy Story. And I'm like, why do I keep doing the same thing over and over again? So when I finally figured out, I was like, like okay. So I started leaving my PlayStation just on. Until, burn up. Until one day my mom cut it off and it broke my heart. Because I got pretty far in the Ooh. games. She cut it off and broke my heart. So when I got the PlayStation 2 for Christmas... And I made sure she got the memory card. It was, it was. Uh, I don't think I had a, a a happiest Christmas since then. Like you know, I've gotten the PlayStation threes and the fours and here when I hit on the five three weeks ago. But it's like that PlayStation two getting Madden, getting NCAA basketball. Were, like, they, they, the PS two was the first system that was extreme. Yeah, like first PlayStation came out. 
go to Toys R Us, Mom Circuit got me, City, yeah, you can go get it. Yeah. Right? Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, whatever. And then there were some systems that, that were harder to get just because they didn't last long, whether it be the... 3DO or whatever it was called, 3PO. They had um, the Nest, a the Sega Nest. 32X. Yeah, like a is like start with the N. Nest. Oh, a Neo Geo. Neo Geo. No, no, those were. You had to be like a millionaire kid. Yeah, okay, all right. I, those I remember were seeing like from Japan. I, yeah, they, they were. I didn't know anyone that had a Neo Geo. Me there was like rumors of a kid that might <laughs> have one, but that one wasn't even like in the realm of possibility. Like you didn't think about that as a kid. No, my my best was a Nintendo man. I, when I was five. About to be six. So I got a regular Nintendo, and I'd played it at my cousin's house, and it was on after that. Yeah, Neo Geo. I'm looking at it. Yeah, now nah, you had to be rich to have one of these. It's like it's like eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks in the eighties. You know how much that was? Eight hundred bucks. No, something like that. Right? But think about it. <laughs> eight hundred bucks in the eighties. Thousands. What? Everything was expensive. Like a Nintendo game. A regular NES was like sixty dollars at like K and B Toys, which sixty dollars then is, but. They were, I mean, it was, it was the, that was technology, man. You were at the forefront of it. It was a big deal. And playing, you know, it came with Mario Brothers. I got Mike Tyson's punch out under the tree too. You know, it was, uh, it was on from there. And then a couple years later, I was, you know, I was a state champion. And <laughs> But I'll say the most, the, the best thing consistently uh, growing up that I got each year, I, I always look forward to getting the Game Boy. Like, I, I knew even in between the systems, like, each year, I'm going to get the latest Game Boy, and I'm going to get the latest Pokemon. The it's latest just a Game Boy? You got, like, a whole new Game Boy? Or yeah, I got like a whole a new one. Why, would you just, why wouldn't you just play in the old one? No, because, the you know, each generation got better. So I, oh, it, oh, so it was a newer a new what, system. I, I got... You got the brick, the gray brick. It was huge. Now, I got that. I won that. See, Emery gave me that one. I won that when I won... A state championship in Nintendo. This is not a joke. This is legit. I, it was in 91 um, at Alfalfa Video. They had, you know, age groups, three different age groups. Alfalfa. That was what it was called. And my... Uh, Shout out to Alfalfa. My uh, oh, my mom was like, Scott's good. Let me let me put him in this contest, which my dad wasn't thrilled about. Like, make him read a book. You know? So he was in online gaming... Before, yeah, you really didn't. I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. Know. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and so you'd pay a dollar, and you you basically have one life, and it was all about points, right? Get the most points you can. Once you die, it's over. Right. You could pay a dollar and go as many times as you want. My mom's like, you have one try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it. One dollar. But I won. I won in Lafayette, and so I, I don't know. I got like some free rentals or something. Then I, I went to Baton Rouge, and there were like other kids from around the state, and I won there. And that was the state championship. And I got a Game Boy. It had, I think it, it, it was coming out in like three days. So I got it before it came out. And I wasn't even thinking about getting one yet. It was it was really it's big and heavy. Four AA batteries. When you get that thing before it comes out with four games, that was really cool. That was really cool. And then I went to New Orleans, and there were like other state champions there. But that's when it got like hard. Well, no, it, got, it, it was just weird. Like oh. the kids weren't. At these other, at the other two, I would just talk. I was like, nah, I don't talk to the other kids. Like, oh yeah, you know, I like this game or that game. This thing, man, the different age groups. I mean, these kids were just, they were just different. I'll just say that. I, 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 I finished third, so I did okay, but um, did not, uh, did not get to go to Disney World, which I would have if I had gotten first. I just wish I got in second, second place. It was on. It was at an Alfalfa video on the West Bank. Shout out Alfalfa on the West Bank. It was 
a, a color TV, which back then it was like a it was like a box TV. It had thirty two inch color back then. It had it was probably like twenty inches. It had a built in into the TV a built in Nintendo, like in the in the TV, like not like the big gray box. I was like, dude, if I had won that, the value of that today, oh man. Anyway, that's the that's a story. People are listening. Like, why aren't we talking about sports? Hey, it was a sport. All right, gaming is a sport. It was a sport. Shout out to Alpha and the little rascals. I was just born, know that one. I was born too early. People are like, do you play online? I'm like, I don't have time to play online. No, you don't have time. I I did. I played Street Fighter Four online a little bit before I had kids on the PS. I guess three and. Tell you something, man. Those kids in Japan, those are that's tough. That's tough. No, that's tough. No, they, no. They, they'll humble you real quick. Humble, They'll humble you just real in Japan. Quick. You could go. I remember going, like you said, just in the arcade, and the kids just like great on that and great on NFL Blitz 2000. And it's just like, how do you? How much do you come in here and play NFL Blitz 2000 it's to all be about figuring you know, all out, the moves? It's all about figuring out the couple of go-to moves, and then That's you just it. you can exploit them. Man, you can exploit them like the Saints exploited Tom Brady on Sunday night. <sighs> all right. It's it's this he helped great, me out though. This is the great Scott show. Second seed in the NFC. This is the great Scott show. ESPN Lafayette. We we went off. We kind of went off topic that segment. This is a great Scott show. I'm Scott. That is Norman Locke. We uh, we don't have open phone lines this morning. This is pre-recorded. We are not live, but we are talking Saints Bucks. We're talking NFC standings, NFL playoffs, and more. And Norm's role model, or maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. His mentor. Someone that he looks up to, whether he wants to admit it or not. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show. We're coming back right after this. ESPN Lafayette, welcome back into the great Scott show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. We started talking about Christmas traditions in the last segment, which led us into Christmas presents, which then led us into the rabbit hole. Yeah, PlayStations, PS2s, Nintendos, all Taysom of Hill. We didn't get to Taysom. Physical prowess that he is. Excuse me? Come on, dude. That guy's running full speed at you. Don't act like you wouldn't get run over. No, I, I know exactly what I aim. The knees. He just jump over you. He ain't, he ain't got the lift. Are you kidding me? He, he jumped over your Cowboys in that game. The, he don't got the lift. He, he does. Lift. You know he, he does. Don't no, don't disrespect him. Don't disrespect him. That is Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. You were rooting for the Saints on Sunday night. I was rooting for the Saints, and he came through for me. Rooting for the Saints. How about that? Actually rooting for the team. You know, I had to because my little nephew, my grandmother, she's uh, she's a little disappointed because her little nephew's in town for Christmas, and he was a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Yeah, that'll pass. And, and that'll we, pass. We asked him, like, how are you a Tampa Bay Bucks fan of all teams? How are you a Tampa Bay Bucks fan? He screams out, he's five years old, Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, that'll pass. That'll pass. <laughs> what? They see it everywhere. Dude, you just, God, I feel bad. All right, one more Christmas story. I actually feel bad thinking about it. 
one of my nephews years ago, we were at my uh, my mother-in-law's on Christmas and good kid, older now. He was still, you know, he was young at the time. And he walked in and he was so excited to show, he's like really into sports. Like pro- more than a lot of my, ne- I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And certainly he's more into sports than my son, more into sports than most people in the family. And so he got excited to show me and he had gotten like a Brady jersey. And this oh, yeah. was this was 2017. So the Saints were having sort of that rejuvenating season at the time where they were playing good and they are coming off, prior to that, three straight seven and nine seasons. The Saints were like, let's just say at the at that moment they were still popular with the young kids. But he was wearing a Brady jersey. He was so excited to show me. And I was just, I, I wasn't thinking, Norm. I was talking to him like I would talk to you or something. And I was just like, man, you got the wrong guy, man. What are you, what are you doing wearing that one? You know, like not thinking at all. And like just kind of went on and poor guy, man. Like later on, I was like, Scott's a douche. I love I, I was, I was, no, no. <laughs> I like went to take a nap later that day and he was like, he was, he was like really upset, not at me. Like I had him thinking like that he, you know, that Christmas was his one big shot and he's like, man, I think I got the wrong one. Like <laughs> Uncle Scott told me that. And like I just, I regretted so much and he was like really upset. I woke up from my nap and they were gone and they told me they're like, Scott, way to ruin the kid's Christmas. I was like, huh? Like, yeah, you ruined his Christmas. But I had to I had to call him that night and like, like, look, dude, Brady's, you know, he's won Super Bowl. He's on he's on my fantasy team. Like, it's all good, you know. I had to like (laughs) You don't play fantasy. I felt (laughs) no, I did. I I didn't play fantasy the last two years. He really was, but I had to think of something to say. I was just I felt I felt bad and it was a reminder to me of like, Scott, you know, don't wait till kids are of a certain age unless the kids talk if the kids talking trash then it's on but if a kid's just excited about something have some fun with it but be you know don't don't cross certain lines see my little nephew's five so he didn't really understand so he just he wants a jersey i'm not going to buy him a tom brady jersey neither is my grandmother but while we was in target he just, he was like, you know, I want a football jersey. So we go over, we're in Target. This is in Texas. So uh, this is the teams that are listed in there. So it's a, it's a Michael Parsons jersey. which They didn't have a size. You know, I wanted to get that one for him. They had a Texas, you know, generic Texas jersey. Not putting that burnt orange on his back. And then there was a, a Deshaun Watson jersey. Obvious reasons can't get that on. It's problematic at the moment. At the moment, problematic. You so wear, You don't want to wear that into a massage parlor. Yeah, don't want to do that. So it's like, okay, can't get your jersey now. But then that's when he comes out of, I want a Tom Brady jersey. I'm like, a Tom Brady jersey? He's like, yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. I'm like, a Bucks fan? A Bucks play the same? How are you a Bucks fan? One, I know you watch football. <laughs> like, for you to know Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Like, what marketing techniques is Tom Brady yeah. to have the youth Loving him at 44 years old. Got five-year-olds know the greatness of Tom Brady. This is too much, Scott. This is too it's much. It's TV, man. It's media. It's too much. It's the media. They hear about Brady. There's books. When you when you reach a certain status as an athlete, you can go to the library. You can go to Barnes & Noble. There'll be a section of books that are like kid books, but, you know, it'll be – they have like a big head of like a famous person and a okay. small body, and they're like, uh, read about. And there there is one of Breeze, and there's one of like – Favre, although they should probably change what's written in there. And there's one, obviously, of Brady. There's one of Peyton Manning. There's, I think I saw one of Deion Sanders and uh, maybe Emmitt Smith, your boy. So they, they have, if you if you reach a certain status, and he's still playing, so I guess is if you're a kid and you're seeing him on TV and at the library and at school, 
I mean, there were kids when I was young that, like, loved Joe Montana. It's like Niners whooped the Saints. And, like, there was there was a part of Joe Montana that was cool because he was, like, so good and he won all the time. But if you rooted for the Saints, it's like, man, but, like, whoops, the Saints all the time. Like, forget you, that guy. So you, you root for Joe Montana. I did. I did not. I did not root for Joe Montana. I said did that a you? lot of kids. A lot of kids did because they thought he was cool. Well, you know, there was a lot of kids. We're talking like five, six, seven, eight year olds. Yeah. They, well, there were some grown people that watched Joe Montana, that watched Steve Young, mm-hmm. and then went on to say some blasphemous statements. You know, there was a guy named um, Sean Payton, and <laughs> he said that Taysom Hill is the second coming. Steve Young, I, you know that came that statement popped back up in my head while watching this nine to zero Bucks versus Saints game, and this was at first I thought you know this was this is the worst offensive season. This statistically, yes, 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 yes. But watching that game without Sean Payton, I was like, this is the worst offensive game from the New Orleans Saints in the last fifteen years. That single handedly that game. Is the worst offensive game in 15 years. Oh, it was a great game. It was a great game. Um, <laughs> Peyton told Peter King uh, he believes he believes Hill has a chance to be a Steve Young type in and out of the pocket. That is not correct. It's um, not. It's not. Sean Peyton, stop it. Steve, uh, can we just say what we've said a lot? Taysom Hill is very much like Tim Tebow as a quarterback. Yes. Um, I would venture to say that maybe Tim could have done the other stuff Taysom does outside of the quarterback role had he committed to it, which he didn't. I agree. And I think Taysom deserves credit for sort of just going with the flow, going with whatever they say in the moment. And somebody's like, oh, well, most guys would have said, I have a mallet finger, I'm shutting it down. And and it's like, well, he got a contract. But I, even if he hadn't, I feel like he's just going to do it. But no. Obviously, that statement um, in 2019 was was, uh, was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, and that's why Sean Payton commissioning Adam Sandler to do his documentary was on par. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. It's a documentary. No. No. You know it's not. Uh, let's hit a legal ID real quick. Ten seconds. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette, a Town Square media station. 9 nothing. Saying shut out the Bucks. Shut them out. Shut them out. Tampa Bay couldn't run a play in the red zone. <clears throat> you could have told me, oh, they're going to lose Godwin and Fournette and Evans to injuries and I still would not have predicted a shutout. Oh, well, Scott, they only scored three last year. They only did this. I would not have predicted a shutout. I sure as hell wouldn't have predicted not a play in the red zone. But um, Saints front four got after it, and where Tampa Bay wasn't hurt was their own line, and they've done a great job protecting Tom all season. They couldn't do it against the Saints front four on Sunday night, and that was the difference. Now, for the Saints, they got after Tom Brady in the game earlier this season. The next week, they let Matt Ryan sit in the pocket Basically, just stand there and do whatever the hell he wants because we know uh, Maddie isn't exactly mobile. And he carved him up. This cannot be an outlier if the Saints want to legitimately try to get into the playoffs. 
defensively, I'm not saying they have to shut out everyone every week, but they have to get pressure with the front four if they want a chance to run the table here. And if they don't, they're not gonna they're not gonna run the table. Now, my thoughts is okay, first, Jane, uh Cam Jordan, this was the best game all season, and it only took it's week fifteen. Only took fifteen weeks. Yeah, I'm give, 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 Cam, give Cam more load management. Yeah, give him more give, load management. Give him fourteen weeks off every every season and see what he does. This is his first game of his career. Comes back the next week and it's like, holy cow! Hey, shot out of a cannon. I'm glad he came feed those kids right before Christmas because he's been starving them out for a long time this season. So Roosters came home. All right, that's one. Two, the defense from New Orleans Saints. I've asked this question all season long, and this question has, has wavered, I guess, on Cowboys. You know, when 20 days ago, Scott, 20 days ago now since the Dallas Cowboys played the New Orleans Saints, people asked, you know, Norm, it seems like Dak Prescott, seems like the Cowboys offense, seems like they had some trouble. And I was like, well, the Saints defense was it's supposed to be elite, right? Don't. Good teams have problems with elite defenses, you know, and everybody's just like, no, you shouldn't have been able to, you should have been able to do this, you shouldn't have been, all right, cool. Well, the Saints defense, I mean, pretty much shut down the Jets. I mean, even though they shut themselves down, but, I mean, they added to it. Then they shut out Tom Brady. Well, that made me revisit 20-odd so days ago, and I'm just like, well, I mean, 20 days ago, I said the Saints defense was supposed to be elite. They've been elite all year, supposedly. But, you know, when you say outliers, that made me start thinking, is this a defensive outlier? Because what was this elite defense against the Giants? Well, what was well, this elite first defense? First of all, this was the Saints defense had all 11 starters since Halloween. So that does make a difference. Well, what about on Halloween? They won the game. Previous Halloween games? I mean, They won the game. game. They beat the Bucks. Now, they didn't have everybody against the Giants, but they played bad against the Giants and the Falcons. So for the second time this season, they've only had the 11 starters? Uh, third time. Third time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Third time. It helps when you have your players, doesn't it? I mean, I can ask Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, every yeah, single can... every single Bucks fan that was saying it, Saints fans are like, "Oh, you don't say. You don't think that makes a difference?" No, bro. You know, you know, Saints fans don't want to hear about the injury thing when with they've been playing without this year. You know, look the big a big a big difference. Obviously, is the Ferrari that has an engine that is. Shoddy. Jameis Winston? Marcus Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Davenport. That's shoddy. That's shoddy. Because I used to call him Marcus Davendorf because he I found a metaphor where he was like Steven Dorf the actor. But the reality is that's old now. When Davenport plays, he is the biggest disruptor on the defense. Just does so much, opens up so much. The problem is half the time that engine in that Ferrari doesn't work. And when it doesn't get out the garage, it's not winning any races. No. When it does get out the garage, it I mean, Vin Diesel would be proud. Talk about living life a quarter of a mile at a time. I mean, it's he's that big of a and, – and he's playing a lot better now than he did just two and three years ago. The problem is, obviously, will he be in there? So at this point, I tell Saints fans, look, the Ferrari takes a ride, enjoy it. Don't expect that thing to leave the garage every week because oh, you, it's not gonna. Oh, enjoy it because you going you you resign it. He's he's back next year. 
I've told you that over and over. You were the one that suggested he'd definitely be traded by the end of this season. No, I'm, I'm saying he, you you paying him? No, he got to get paid. He but no, he doesn't. He's under contract next year. He's on the, the fifth year of his. He will be on. He will be under contract next year. Yeah. Okay. So the Saints are fifty nine million dollars over the Why cap. Why would you sign him to anything this offseason, Norm? I'm just you got to get fifty nine million under. Of course not. Why would you sign him to a guy that's a guy with an injury history that's already under contract? You you you're acting like weirder things aren't have haven't happened. That's what you're, you're acting like. You're acting like they don't sign. You're acting like NFL players don't sign injury. You're asking a question you already know the answer to, which is just a dumb. That's question. why I say enjoy it. It's a dumb question. I mean, I was just letting the people know enjoy the final ride because he's gonna be gone. They should have. The other thing working against him, and I was talking about this with your best friend Nick Underhill yesterday. Oh, that's my guy. Whether it's fair or not, mm-hmm. Davenport will always have the shadow of Trey Hendrickson. Oh, no, no matter thousand what. Percent. Thousand no matter percent. what. You give up a first to get a guy. Yeah. You get another guy in the third, yep. second in the league in sacks. You you let him go. He's, he's in the top five sacks in sacks two or, years. Top five in sacks in Cincinnati. Yes, he is. And so for Marcus, if he's playing, I think the way he plays now, people aren't getting it. It used to be sometimes he'd play and he wouldn't even show up in the stat sheet. That's not the case anymore because when he has played this season, it's been huge. It's just, is that Ferrari? Is the engine going to work today? You start the keys and it's uh-oh. It won't shock anybody if tomorrow's in, if today's injury report is, oh, Davenport, you know, out, hamstring. Just hope you don't see his name on the list. And if he plays the last three weeks of the season – Saints got a good chance to get in the playoffs. They might. It's all about this Monday night game against the Dolphins, right? Might. Yeah, and I'm going to be there. I'll be there. Just check for Norm. ESPN Lafayette. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, taking a quick time out when we come back. Still haven't gotten into Norm's mentor. We're going to have to ask him about that and who ultimately will be the one seed in the NFC and the AFC. We're going to dig into that as well. More of the great Scott show coming your way next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. A Thursday. For those of you that have been trying to call in, our apologies if you missed it earlier. We are uh, pre-recorded this morning for important reasons. Very important. Got to take care of the women in our life. Especially around Christmas time when we'd be outside like Otis and Bonquisha. You know? And our women are celebrating birthdays. So yeah. it's, uh, but yeah, Norm is, uh, Norm is, is no longer in this great metropolis of Lafayette. Except right here on these airwaves. This yeah. is the great Scott show. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. CD Deuce. The cheapest trash talker out here. You admire him. I don't. Yes, you do. No, he does cheap trash talk. It's cheap. 
It's cheap. As a guy that 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 prides himself on being a troll, there's no way. Well, no, he's trolling. He's trolling on the internet. Right there now. is no way that you don't. Well, he getting it in. Admire him. You don't have to like him as because you know you, you don't. You don't root for the team in your home city that your you know family roots for. But you 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 admire CD Deuce. Now I admire his online antics post Bucks game, but truly on the field. Bruh, like he's legendary the, troll. He is the weakest link. Like he be talking the most trash, but if you look and break down the film, he want all the passes to get thrown on. It don't be Marshawn unless it's playing, uh, you know, a subpar receiver. He's, but it don't be Marshawn. Yeah, he's 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 a better player than you're giving him credit for, especially in the Dennis Allen offense where he's playing the hybrid role. I mean, what you want me to? What you? He's he's. I mean, talk to somebody that talk a, to a scout that watches the film. He's a backup. He's not a backup. He's a starter. They only start two linebackers. I thought you watched film. So you you no, you didn't even let me finish. So he's the backup safety. He's the starting corner, starting linebacker in certain packages. He's, yeah, that sounds like the, you're he's, sad. He's the starter in a in a in a in, the four, nickel. in a four two five defense yeah. that Dennis Allen plays and plays yeah. a hybrid role. And he be getting burnt too. He begins, so is, is Tyron Matthews sad because of the role he plays? Hey, he's a pro bowler. That's Charna, he, you, are you, you comparing said, a pro bowler? Of you're not. comparing a pro bowler to CD. Tyron Matthews, Tyron Matthews, Tyron much Matthews better. That's not what I'm saying. Tyron Matthews got drafted as a Tyron safety. Tyron Matthews is a safety. much better. You suggested that safety. somebody that plays that position I is suggested sad, which is him. ridiculous. I suggested him you, playing that position is sad. This, I told you he's not that this, good. This is, he's coming not from that good. Pla- this is coming from a place of jealousy. He's not that good. Coming from a place of jealousy, he talks. He's, he's a very good troller, but guess what? The trollers who are who are great, Scott, troll in the midst of defeat too. See, when he loses, he's a sore loser. Really? Oh yeah, he gets on the internet, start cursing the fans, start going back. No, when people troll him, he no, can't no, take no, it. When did when did he do that? Oh, oh you. Uh, I keep. You got three more games left. Saints no, lose no, no. another game. When I, has he I, done it this season where he's cursed fans after losing? Oh, on Twitter all the time when the Saints lose. He I, curses out Saints fans? Well, you, I mean, I wouldn't say just curse it out, but he's in the midst of okay, fussing. Okay, okay. So now, yeah, he's in the midst now of, you're, still cursing you're changing him out. your still story. Him out. You're saying he's not cursing. He's interacting with fans because he's a troll, and that's where he... See, but you, trolls don't use curse you, words, Scott. Dwell, trolls don't use curse words dwell, in the midst of trolling. You dwell you on the same You can't get place. angry... When you're trolling, and you can't start using curse words to prove your point in the midst of a troll, that's trolling 102. He ain't get to that class yet. He, he, he ain't get to that class yet. You can't start cursing. He's got tenure in If the I'm class. trolling He's you, Scott, your class. And, and I get upset and I get angry, I've lost. You haven't, show, you haven't told me one example where he's cursing fans out. I'm going to go find the tweets for you. Right. I, don't, I just can't bring them up. Well, you have your phone, can't you? Don't you? Yeah, but I don't I'm not wanna... even saying I don't believe you. I just didn't, I, I haven't have seen to, it. Yeah, I have to find it for you. Oh, I, 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 right, find it for right. you. I got you. Saints ain't yeah. losing two weeks, so I got to find it for you. They're going to lose to the to the Panthers? To, I got them losing to the Dolphins, so I, I got some tweets for you. I what happened to your voice? What was that? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what, what happened? Dun, dun, dun. You need to, we need to call a priest in here? Just saying. Exorcism? Dun. We'll see after Monday night. You 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 admire. You admire. I just like the one tweet, the him tweet Microsoft and the Surface Tab. It's like, hey, my, I got a buddy who's a new Surface Tab. Admiration. <laughs> that was funny. Admiration. But like him running up to Tom Brady, like with his arms folded, like mugging, like you better, you got to stop. This is the same guy that put you out the playoffs last season. Like, come on, stop it, stop it. Talking to the wouldn't, goat, man. Wouldn't a great troll go after anyone? 
No. That's not true. Who's That's not true. Who's a good no. troll in the NBA? Hmm. Swaggy P. Well, he's not in the NBA. No. Do you mean active tweeter right now? Right now, there's not NBA players that actively gets on there and tweets a lot. Dame chimes anybody. in. And you chi- tug on their cape. You got Dame chimes in sometimes. You got KD chimes they're in not, sometimes. They're not. Well, KD actually is. Yeah, KD, let's see. KD is. He, but when he you say care. the best, that's why I'm like, I don't know an NBA player right now that's really active on Twitter. You, um, you're, you're suggesting that a, a, a great troll should not go after certain. That's that's weak. A on great your part. troll knows certain situations not to get themselves in because you can't troll out. You just them. said there's certain people they shouldn't troll. Yeah, you shouldn't. Whenever you whenever you shut out Tom Brady. Would you troll? Hmm. Would you troll Barack Obama? Yeah. Well, I'm not a troll, so no, I don't troll people. Well, their answer is no. You said no. Would you? I wouldn't. Why not? Like that's just too serious. You just can't, I can't. Like you know, like, I take the troll too far, and they, they know somebody, the secret service. Find someone in the world of sports instead of a former president. I mean, for okay. God's sakes, you, you, you asked the question. You, you asked the question. No, you, you asked, asked me a question you about Obama. Uh, that was would ridiculous. you troll? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Would you troll Walter it's, Payton? It's not. He's passed away. Alive? No. Sure. I wouldn't. Sure. I it's just some greats that wouldn't do. Many years ago. No. See, you're just you're reaching right do, now. You're do reaching. It. And this isn't a question for me because I don't troll. This is a question for you. Like a like any great troll. You, you no one's off limits. I told Drew Brees in his face. You wouldn't. You wouldn't troll Emmett. No. You said you would. I told you you would, and you're like, oh, I definitely would. No, I said I wouldn't be one of those guys that take a picture and, and then post and then do all you that. You told shit. me, this was not a conversation on the air, that you would have yelled something and filmed it and had fun and trolled. No, I would have I would have probably I said you that. wouldn't, and you were like, oh, I definitely would. And now you're saying the CD dude shouldn't troll a guy when he's no, shutting him out? No, you were no. You were going to troll Drew Brees at Target, and you're telling CD Deuce when Tom Brady's I wasn't going to troll him to not troll him. It's a difference. It's a difference. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to teach you. It's a difference of art. You need to, to go take. The you gotta class. know you when, where, how. You gotta Who know when to get. Is going to be the one seed in the NFC. Dallas Cowboys. Really? Mm-hmm. How's that? How's that going to happen? Um, you think the Packers are going to lose to the Browns, Vikings, or Lions? Yes. Lions just beat the Cardinals, man. <laughs> Lions just beat the Cardinals. You really think this, or are you just being a homer to the to the I didn't, max? I didn't think the Lions would beat the Cardinals, Scott. I, I, I'm completely, to be honest with you, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think the Saints would shut out the Bucks. I did not think this would happen. So right now, in these last three weeks in the NFL, anything is possible, especially with the COVID injuries. I, I'm just saying, you asked me a question, who would be number one? about what he was when he was wrong about something. To somehow serve as fodder for like Dallas Cowboys fandom. That's no, all I, that is. no, I truly was wrong about the Lions beating the Cardinals. I truly was wrong. I did not expect that that, but a team that was one, 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 and one to beat the Cardinals. I did not expect that. I did not expect expect the Saints to shut out the Buccaneers, who had the what two seed. What does that seat. have to do with? They were the number two seed. Is, so you think the Packers are really going to lose to the Lions? I didn't say that. Who are they going to lose to? I think I think it could be a competitive game against the Vikings, but it's at Lambeau. Uh, competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the Packers are going to be the one seed. I, I, you know, I think they're going to get a bye, and they might blow it in the playoffs because you know that's what they do. But I think they're going to be the one seed, which it'd be okay. It don't matter. It don't matter. I told you. 
Not preseason predicted. What if the Cowboys are playing the Saints in the playoffs? I want that. Do you really? Yes, I do. Do you really? Yes, I do. Because are you willing it to would put the eyebrow on the line. No, because nobody else has shown up since. And then it took me three weeks to get my Chick Fil A from Lennon. I ain't betting. It would nobody. have to be no, no. What if it's not with a listener? What if it's like a legitimate bet with someone? No, that like you know and trust. It's too late. I've been. See, you're been, scared of a potential I'm, matchup between the I'm Cowboys and the Saints in the playoffs. Of me being the only person in on the bet. No. Yet what if again? I, what, what if it's yet not an again. eyebrow? What if you and I make? A yet bet? again, you wouldn't make a bet with me. I'm looking at this. Th- I'm looking uh, at this bag. The question. I'm looking at this bag, Scott. I'm looking at this bag that you know one of one of our listeners has, and I feel like this trash bag could end up on your head. I feel like this might be my Saints you, Cowboys bag. You forward. would. You would. I'm saying I would. You would make a bet with me. I would. Me. I would. Because it would be. It would be nothing. If the Saints better. play the Cowboys in the playoffs, the content will be at a premium. The trash talk will be great. No, it's not going to be great because oh, for yeah. 20 days, the last 20 days, I haven't heard from anybody. It'll be great. I haven't Norm's, heard back from anybody. Norm's 20 days. scared, and that's not true. It's I mean, been 20 days. Why would why would someone still be talking about a Saints-Cowboys game 20 days later? Because if the Cowboys would have lost, Saints fans will still be talking Norm, about it 20 days mention, later. You mentioned the Saints year-round. You put up a, like a gif of Carlton dancing in April, like, me when the Saints lose, and just let people get in your I mentions. I need to go find that. And now he's I need like, to go find and now he's sitting here like, oh, no one wants to talk about it all no the time. One, I predicted it in April, Scott. I want to talk about it 20 days later. No, it's not It's not how it's not. You don't get to live in the past. You enjoy your moment, enjoy it for a week, and then you apparently you get scared about a potential playoff matchup, yeah, which is what yeah, Norm's doing yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Getting scared. I yeah, I bet. I don't want to make a bet. Don't pull up the Jerry you just World. said, I bet. Don't pull up the Jerry World. Don't pull up you the Jerry. You know the Cowboys aren't winning you know the Super Bowl, right? You know that, right? See, I know the Saints aren't winning the Super Bowl. I know that. No, you that don't, we know. You don't know that, that the Cowboys. That we know. It's it's gonna. Sean Payton has told us this. Getting your hopes up so much. What's what's uh, almost worried about? Drew Brees' son. No, what's his name? Which one? Both of them. Well, he has three sons. All three of them. Well, their last name is Brees. Well, all the Brees boys. <laughs> They don't remember that Super Bowl, Scott. They don't even remember their daddy without the hell. They don't even know this man with this hell. You, are you 11? Are you comparing yourself to them? Yes, or I am. Or are you about to they be don't 30? Know. They don't know. I don't remember it either. Norm did a lot of drugs in high school, y'all. Allegedly. A lot. Either that or he's just... CTE too. I gotta get the scan. Man, I, I, that I might buy because some <laughs> of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM. 
streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening to us via the stream, it is brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Wilson or Champagne's Going the Extra Mile. We're pre-recorded this morning. We don't have open phone lines. Merry Christmas to everybody. Norm is just his inability to escape his fandom continues to show. I speak the truth. <laughs> truth means a lot of things in 2021, especially to you. Cowboys are 10 and 4. I picked them to lose two of the games that they lost. So truly, I've been right 12 times. Does that somehow make you not a fan? No, it just makes me unbiased. I mean, you, just, you just pick them. Makes me unbiased. You just pick them. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just makes me unbiased. Anyway, that's the most ironic thing you've ever said on the air. I picked the two games that they lost. You are fanboy to the core, and you just picked the Packers to to lose to the Vikings, apparently. I said it was going to be a competitive game. Who are you, they going to lose to then? You said they weren't going to be the I one seed. Be, I said the Cowboys are going to be the one seed. So the Packers have to lose to someone. Correct, and I happen. said the Vikings could be a, a competitive game. And then I also said that the Lions Which game beat the number they, one which, seed last week. You're getting louder without answering the question. What game do you think the Packers are going to lose? Could be the Vikings game. Is it yes or no? I don't know, Scott. They got to play the game. So you're not picking them to lose then? I, I, I said You it see could what be he does, one. y'all? You just twist these words around and be like, I never actually said that. team can't go undefeated. That. I mean, a team I won't never, go undefeated. I never said that. Come on, Norm. Could be the Vikings game. Could be. Could be. You're not making a pick. I mean, I can't pick it right now. It's not the game going up. Not, they don't play them this week, right? Which game are they going to lose for the Cowboys? And, and did, you, did they even own? Who does? Did the Cowboys, would they even own a tiebreaker over the Packers? Yeah, we went out. No matter who the Packers lose to. The Packers, if they they lose one more game, they'll be, they have five losses, right? No, they only have four. See, look, this is gentlemen, once again, hmm. Norman Locke continues to just disappoint there has a funny rule on how we'll get the number one seed because right now we are above the Bucks, but the Bucks have the head-to-head tiebreaker against us, but we're still the two seed. So it's not the fact that I didn't know that they No, you the just said, focused. well, if they lose another one, well, it's Well, can you explain right? to me how we are the two seed over the Bucks? Uh, I, probably conference record, if I had to guess. The Bucks are 6-4 and four in the conference. The Cowboys are 8-1. and one. And that, over, that supersedes the head-to-head? No. Hey, man. That's what I said, man. Questions. It's a three-way tie at 10-4, and four, right? The Rams are in yes, the mix. Correct. And the Cardinals are in the mix. Correct. So the Packers beat the Rams, right? Correct. Rams beat the Bucks. Correct. Bucks beat the Cowboys. Correct. And then the Cowboys lost to the Packers. It's a complete but it's circle. It's a the, 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 the three-way tie is based on conference record. So it is, in fact, conference record. The Cowboys have a better conference record than the Rams and the Bucks. What's the conference record for the, the Packers right now? Uh, they've lost two in conference. Okay. So you went out, and they lose a game, even if it's to the Browns. Just in conference. Cowboys can do it. Amen. But you didn't even know until a minute ago that the Packers were 11-3. and three. I'm not. I don't keep up with the Packers. I'm sorry. Apparently, you don't keep up with the NFL with some of these takes. Well, Goodness, I don't keep up with the Packers. All he does is it's, that's the thing. You just what's the just, Texans record? All he does is follow the Cowboys. What's the Texans record? The don't, don't, don't go. Don't, what's the Texans record? Texans, I think, have won three games. They won two. I will check. No, 
I'm gonna check right now. <laughs> yeah. Three and eleven. Boom. You ain't say what their loss record was. You didn't ask. Oh, I say what their record. I know how to count. I know how to count the fourteen. I say what their record. And I said three and eleven. I say what their record. No, you didn't. Okay. You, you did not. You just asked how many games have they won. Just rewind the clip back. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. All right, all right. Let me let me do it. Give me a second. I'll pull up the clip. We just said it. Here we go. Cowboys can do it, Amen. but you didn't even know until a minute ago that the Packers were eleven and three. I'm not. I don't keep up with the Packers. I'm sorry. Apparently, you don't keep up with the NFL with some of these takes. Well, I goodness, don't, I don't keep up with the Packers. All he does is it's, that's the thing. You just what's the just, Texans record? All he does is follow the Cowboys. What's the Texans record? The don't look. Oh, no, 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 what's the Texans record? Texans, I think, have won three games. They won two. I will check. No, I'm gonna check. <laughs> all right, so you asked the record. I know yes. how to count to fourteen on. Oh, you didn't show it there. Three, three <laughs> and eleven. You didn't show that. Three and eleven. Look it at you asking these guess. questions. How many games have you? You want to really go down this record? Where we don't look and we just ask each other. By the way, we're talking about the playoffs, not the worst team in the league. But even though I got the Texans right, which by the way isn't the worst record in the league, it's not the worst record. In the you league. still want to? You still want to just the trash. Jaguars? Of course, everyone knows that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Jaguars fan, who else? Who else? Who's that's the third worst record in the league? Same. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets are three and eleven. <laughs> Uh, it should be Jets. Jags, Jags, Jets, Titans, oh, Lions, wait, we're, Titans. We're forgetting, we're forgetting about the Lions. Lions. Lions have the second oh, to worst Seahawks. record. No, Seahawks won five games. I mean, they're five and nine. That's not. There's some four. The the Giants are four and ten, and somehow have not been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet. That's nasty. That's ridiculous. That's all nasty. right. Let me pull it up. Let me let me pull up the standings. Norm, Mr. Cowboy fan, thought he was in a tie with the Packers right now in terms of win-loss record. They don't want to see us. Lions 2-11-1, Jags 2-12, Texas 3-11, Jets 3-11, and and then you have two four-win teams, the Giants and the Bears. Not the Bears. The Bears. (laughs) On one hand, Norm says, you can't just keep living in the past. You can't. And yet he, you know, 85 Bears, this and that, and the man said he wouldn't even troll Walter Payton out of respect if Walter was still alive. I wouldn't. Man is just a walking case of hypocrisy. No. That's all that is. Cam Jordan could get it, though. Over 100 sacks in his career. Man's done great work in the New Orleans community. And you know what's bad about that? He got all those sacks, did all that community service, and he's just going to end up in the ring. That's crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. Saints Hall of Fame too. Yeah. Pretty good career. Pretty good career. I mean, it's, I think these players have reached 100 sacks. So it's pretty good. He also is top 40 all time at this moment in time in earned salary. So shout out to him. Ooh, that's pretty good. Hey man, Mickey been paying them people out. Mickey been paying people out between him and Drew. She. I had a story this week about the 25. Highest paid NFL players ever. Now, this doesn't have to do with endorsements. This is just strictly Matthew Stafford NFL salary. Oh, well, no, Stafford's up there. But folks can check it out at our website, ESPNLafayette.com, on the app. But we'll do a little trivia. We'll do a little trivia with Norm, and I will not get on his case if he doesn't answer all the questions right because this is totally different well, I know than the him trying to talk I know about the money. tiebreakers between the, the Cowboys and Packers when he didn't even know what the Packers' record is. My goodness. Ton of tunnel vision. Ton of- <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be right back after this. It's the great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. One more segment. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Final segment of the week. No local programming until next Monday. Uh, we do have ESPN Radio. We got Dan Patrick. We got Rich Eisen for you. In addition to ESPN Radio, we also have the uh, Hawaii. But the NBA um, afternoon and nightcap for you on Christmas Day, which you can hear in our airwaves. Got some NFL football for you at noon on Sunday on ESPN Lafayette. Bills Patriots. And then Monday night, Saints Dolphins. So the 25 highest paid NFL players of all time. Obviously, the more recent you play, the more you're making. Okay. So... Of all the players on the top 25 list, uh, let's see, one, two, three, uh, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten uh, 11 of them are no longer playing. Now, I will say nine of the 11, it's it or eight of the 11, it's like really recent. You know, a number of them just stopped playing like last year. Of the top 25 highest paid players of all time, number 26, by the way, just for those that are curious, is actually Kalei Campbell. So shout out to him. The big man's made some bank in his career. Okay. Between the Cardinals, Jags, and Ravens. Uh, But he is not in the top 25. How many of the 25 would you guess are quarterbacks? It obviously is a majority, but how many of the 25 do you think? Ten. Higher? Uh, 15. 20. 19. Sheesh. 19. Again, you, you, don't be cheap with a quarterback because um, they don't come cheap. 19 uh, are quarterbacks. There is only one other position that had multiple players top 25 all time. Defensive lineman. Surprisingly, no. Surprisingly, no. Whoa. Uh, it, it's on offense, and it's a skill position. Wide receiver? Yes. Two to, two wide receivers. To make over 100 mil? Oh, the 25 on the list is your boy Tony Romo, and he made over 127 mil in his career. So that's 25, and that's 127. Okay. So Who do I know got paid? One left tackle is on the list. Okay. One linebacker is on the list. Linebacker. One D tackle is on the list. Sheesh. Okay. Start name dropping. The end is on the list. Hmm. And I'm just realizing I have one small typo in my story that I'm going to fix right now as we're talking about it. Okay, all right. It's a small typo. It's uh, All the information is accurate as far as the money goes. Between, I'll say this too, Patrick Mahomes is not on the list. His new contract has an overall value of half a billion dollars. He's not going to maybe see all of that. He's going to see a lot of it. And this is as of now. He is actually on the last year of his rookie deal right now. Now, he got an extension that that, that gave him a, a bonus, 
But to this point, Mahomes has only made 47.5 mil. Next year is the first year where that extension really kicks in. So it won't be long before Mahomes is on this list. But as of now, I mean, Mahomes is only, geez, he's 96th all-time in NFL career earnings. So that's another hint about this list. If these The guys that are on it that are still in the league have been in the league for a while, right? Um, 25, your boy Romo. 24 is an injury-plagued player who made a bleep ton of money, who played quarterback for multiple teams, who won a Heisman, and who is of all 25 on this list, Good for all of them for making the money. Shout out to all of them for making the money. He played for the Rams. But he is, he did. For, yeah, I can't yes. think of his name. He did. He is the one on the list where you're like, okay, one of these things is not, a few of these things are not like the other, but this one definitely is not like What's the other. What's his name? I can't think of it. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. That's his name. Sam yeah. Bradford. Stole all that money. Well, he made a lot. Stole, Stole a lot all of teams. that money. He also was the last rookie before they implemented the, the new sort of rookie cap, right? So Cam Newton the next year made 22 guarantee, I think, whereas Sam Bradford as a rookie got 50 mil guaranteed. Out the gate. That's that's just nuts, man. Uh, That goes a long way, but, I mean, he's 24th on this list. So it wasn't just the rookie deal, guys. That guy coaxed more franchises into giving him 80 million. He made over $130 million in his career. Speaking of Cam Shout Newton. Shout out to the agent, 10%. Speaking of Cam Newton, he's 23rd. All right, big bank Cam. Over $133 million. And he got the hat line. Before taxes. The cigars. All right, Cam. Interesting interesting um, fashion choices, but, you know, he's one charismatic SOB. I'll give him that. Remember when he got in that car accident and it was like, Cam Newton's been in a car accident and there was like a, a, a shot of a truck that flipped. He ended up being fine, but I'll never forget like a photo from the freeway that and he's crazy. sitting like up against the the rail on the freeway and he's smiling. I'm like, God, man, guy looks handsome even after a car wreck. Look at that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Charisma. Um, not exactly a good player anymore, but the injuries have taken a toll. But at one time... The MVP of the league made a lot of money. 22 on the list. Um, He made a lot of money. I don't know why he's taking any state's welfare money. <laughs> Breath off. Yes. 137,829,000. Hey, man. Big bag, Brett. Why are you taking the people money, Brett? <laughs> taking welfare money taking to money? speak at a few engagements he didn't show up to. Apparently he's paid some of it back. Reportedly. 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 Allegedly. Reportedly has not paid all of it back yet. I think he says he did. Ryan Tannehill is 21st, Norm. Ryan Tannehill. He got that big bag. A hundred just under 140 million. He is salary and player, he ain't that guy. No, he's not that guy. Not to get that much. The highest paid left tackle ever is Trent Williams. Over 140 million in his career. Oh, big man got big paid. Number, nine, number 19 on the list is a current teammate of Ryan Tannehill. This guy has never won a Super Bowl, despite having a lead in Julio. Him. Julio Jones, one of the two receivers on this list. Julio's Julio has made a lot of money. $140,640,527. Shh. 
No endorsements, guys. It's just straight up money. Still stealing money. All right, 18 on the list is the only linebacker on this whole list. We're talking all-time NFL history here. This guy is currently in the league. Seahawks linebacker? I don't know who it could be then. His teammates of his former team got mad when he tried to charge him for a Halloween party he didn't throw. He was traded a week later. Currently on the Rams. Von Miller? Von Miller. Oh, I know he threw a Halloween party. Uh, Apparently, you throw one every year, like a big one. And the players this past year, he like canceled it. Then he started like sending him Venmo requests. They're like, wait, what? This guy's made over 144 mil in his career. Number 17 on the list. He is um, good enough to win you a playoff game, will never be good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Made a lot of money, multiple franchise tags. First player to get a fully guaranteed contract. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Over Big 161 bad Big million. Big old bad Kirk. All right, number 16, the only D tackle on the list. Now that one, I'm, I really don't know. Akeem Hicks? Akeem Hicks, no, no, no. This guy was a high draft pick. He's been on multiple teams. And on the field, he is one mean SOB. And he is still in the league playing for Aaron Donald? The Bucks. Oh, for the Bucks. Uh Sue. And Domican Sue. Yeah, I know Sue. Nearly 165 million. Sue got that bag. Sue wasn't playing. Sue Sue wasn't playing with these folks. Now, number 15's been out of the league for a few years, Norm. Defensive end. The only DN on the list. Was a, a great football and basketball player in college. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. 164 mil. Now, that's that OG money. You Almost know, 165. You know he was getting that bag. He played for a long time. Number 14, this dude had one of the great playoff runs that I think give teams as a result that have slightly above average quarterbacks. Gives them hope that maybe they can just ride a wave of momentum and go all the way. This dude had an incredible playoff run in a contract year and got paid for it. Flacco. Joe Flacco. 171 million plus. 13 on the list is retired. Former number one overall draft pick. Heisman Trophy winner. Played for the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Led the Cardinals to an NFC title game uh, six years ago. Kurt Warner? Carson Palmer. Carson, Carson Palmer got the bag like that. He was the number one overall pick, made a lot of money, and then just didn't want to play for the Bengals anymore. And he's like, I'm good. I'll retire. Like, we're not going to trade you. He's like, all right, I'll just retire. They finally traded him to the Raiders during the rougher Al Davis years. And he got out of there, got to Arizona, and had a, had a pretty – That's everybody career. The, just... Cardinal, the Cardinals' best seasons come with quarterbacks that just reach into their youth for like two, two years. Yeah, but they do it. Their best seasons, Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. So Drew Brees need to go to the Cardinals? Maybe. He might get him to a Super Bowl. <laughs> and lose. Palmer still out. Palmer and Warner were, were younger than 41. But Larry Fitzgerald, by the way, is 12. That's your other receiver on the list. Guy made over 180 mil. He's still collecting them retirement, them ARP checks right now. 180 million. Number 11, playing. Saints fans are getting their hopes up. They might be able to trade for him. Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. $181,362,520. Number 10, he retired <coughs> last year, former number one overall pick, 
played for a few teams, and is known now currently more for his comeback from an injury than from his pretty solid NFL career. He was never like, he was a pro bowler a few times. He was never like, this guy's the best in the league, but just won a lot in the second half of his career. And again, known most recently for an incredible comeback from an injury that many thought he would maybe not walk again. He's retired now. Alex Smith? Alex Smith. Get that boom out of here. Almost 100. You just... <laughs> Why you, what's wrong with Alex Smith? What was that? I just feel like he 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 milked that that year of playing football, that injury. Like I just I, I didn't like the media frenzy, the media crazy. Like he really could have like really hurt himself. Yeah, I mean, 190 mil. Now here's what's wild. He's he's in the top ten. The jump in salary from top ten all time NFL highest paid players from ten to nine. Goes from Alex Smith, 189,725. Number nine on the list, 243 million. 944. So basically, 244 million is number nine on the list. You're talking about a gigantic jump, which is just odd on this list. Because every other one was sort of just, you know, a few mil here, a few mil there. Now you get into nine through one, and it's a whole nother level. This guy wears bolo ties and is currently coaching high school football. Bolo ties. Talk about a great trash talk. Talk about a great troll that never curses. You said it. Talking about Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. When you say bolo tie and don't curse, that's Phillip Rivers. $244 million, Norm. Got to feed them kids. That's a lot of kids you got to feed. He can, he can feed them and all his grandkids, too. That's enough. Number eight on the list. Can't buy no Lambos. Still playing. He could buy about five Lambos. Enough for all the kids. Dude. Two hundred and forty-four million dollars. Kids are expensive. They ain't that expensive. They're not that expensive. But no, he is not he ain't buying them Lambos. No, he he's buying not. them scooters, <laughs> and they're they're, they're they're riding the church. That's what the Rivers family's doing. Church. He's buying them safe, effective vehicles. Number eight on the list. Played with one team for a really long time. Former number one overall pick. Now with another team, and people are talking about a receiver on his team being a dark horse MVP candidate, and not him. I don't know that one. You mentioned him earlier. Oh, the Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred and forty. Yeah. Perennial loser. And a half million dollars. Perennial loser. Number seven. We talked about him earlier about he comes from a family and they're really good at making money. Manning. One, two, yeah. Pate, which Peyton Manning. Two hundred forty eight mil seven hundred thirty two thousand. His brother is sixth on the list. Eli made more than Peyton in his NFL career. Two hundred fifty-two million two hundred eight. Who plays longer? Uh, I probably I Eli. Eli got I two more years on. Yeah, but but Peyton started years before Eli did. I actually think Peyton played longer. I'll look it up. I'll look it up while you try to guess who number five is. He's still playing. He thinks he's smart. He's very smart. There it is. Yeah, why don't you say he thinks he's smart? Immunized. I've been immunized. Yeah, I'm immunized. Peyton Manning played 18 seasons. Antibodies. Got the antibodies. I say he played 18 seasons. I guess they're counting the season that he missed entirely. Um, but 18, but he still got paid that season. Yeah, you got to say that counted. How many seasons did Eli Manning play? Peyton played 18. Eli only played 16 and made more money than Peyton. Didn't win nearly as many games, but won as many Super Bowls. Hey, man. When you're on a bad team, you got to pay for that stardom in New York. Uh, number four on the list. 
great at blowing big leads. Probably eats the fork and crawfish. Matt Ryan's made over $267 million. Still going. I think he's still got another hundred in him. I think he's still got another hundred in him, Scott. Big Four ben. years, $25 million a piece. Big Ben's made a few hundred thousand more. 267 mil plus. He is third on the list. Number two, native son of your great city. Not really a native son. Adopted son. Adopted son. Native son would be the man. Adopted son. Drew Brees. Drew Brees, okay. My city. $269,710,422. Guys, these, these, these guys don't That's need Christmas presents. That wig, presents that wig is week. nice. Yes. Hey. Surge is nice on Pinhook and that wig nice. I see where the money walk-ons is good. Number too. one on the list, <laughs> Tom Brady, <laughs> who has made $22 million more than Breeze at this point. $291 million Broke all his plus Tom Brady. Broke all his records. Your top 25 ever. Got all them rings. Man, he just puts Drew to shame. <laughs> the GOAT. Brady he, the goat. By your standards, does Brady put everyone to shame? I mean, I'm I'm trying to find a statistic where he No one really else has won seven Super Bowls. No one else has won seven, been the nine, been the ten. How about that? Been the ten, won seven, made the most money, broke all the records. And still playing at four. Don't you find that odd, all of those things? Aren't they a little too over the top? We need to see if he's an alien. Don't you get a little suspicious? We need to see if he's an alien. We need to see if he's a reptile. You, you, you heard the conspiracy about the reptiles? I have. I don't think he's a reptile. Okay. I don't think there's a, there's there's sort of outer limits to this thing, just perhaps out of the rule I limits. Know. I don't know. I don't know. TB12 method. I don't know. With avocados, is that really avocados? Something's in them. You know what I'm saying? Something's in them. Merry Christmas, Norman. Merry Christmas, guys. We're out of Let time. them kids open them gifts. I did. They've opened a bunch. Let them open the gifts. Uncle Norman say y'all can open the gifts. Don't, they better not be listening right now. Get home. Don't listen to Uncle Norman. Stuff everywhere. Like, whoa. Legos everywhere. You went in the shit. Where did you, where did you find that? that supposed Oops. to get that until Saturday. See? See? You do the elf on the shelf, the elf going to get you. Never done that. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Never done that. No. They go to, they'll go to like restaurants and stuff. Like, we have one hidden and they'll walk around. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Y'all just walk go around the restaurant. Yeah. Go find it. But <laughs> it's not going to be at our house. That's going to do it for the Great Scott Show. That's it for local programming this week. Dan Patrick's next, followed by Rich Eisen, followed by Golik Jr. We got bowl games for you a lot next week. One uh, tomorrow night. We got NBA doubleheader on the airways for you Christmas We got Bills Patriots Sunday. We got Saints Dolphins Monday night. I will talk to you guys Monday morning, bright and early. Everybody have a safe, happy, and very Merry Christmas. Norm, all the best to you. Give your family my best. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. All right, don't go anywhere. Dan Patrick's next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.